wages have been on the march upwards, but not many of us in Australia have experienced our wages keeping up with inflation. One three one eight seven three. If your wages have, guess whose have? Company chief executives may have a different story. According to the Guardian Associates annual review today of pay increases for chief executives and managing directors across the ASX 300 companies, listed CEOs enjoyed a pay increase of more than four times broader wage increases last financial year. And if you're lucky enough to be in the area of oil and gas, those bosses had a pay surge of more than 25%. That's going to leave a lot of our listeners pretty upset who have not experienced anything like that in the last 10 years, let alone in the last 12 months. Across the board, the median total remuneration increased by 13.3% over last financial year. But let's see if these CEOs earn their money as we check out what happened in the market. And now on Money News, the market wrap. Trade with CMC Markets, the trusted trading platform for over 30 years. Trade your way at cmcmarkets.com. All trading involves risks. Love was in the air for the Australian share market today on Valentine's Day following Wall Street, which ended higher as investors wait for the latest US consumer numbers. They're going to be out in about two or three hours' time. The order is closing up 14 points to 7,628. But it was another busy day for reporting season. Let's kick it off with the third largest company by market capitalisation on the Australian Stock Exchange. That's CSL. They reported a 19% increase in first-half revenue to US $7.2 billion amid record levels of plasma collections. Their first-half profit was also up by more than 7% to US $1.6 billion as the biotech declared an interim dividend that was up 9% higher than last year. That was US $1.07. They said the integration of the VIFA business is definitely driving organic growth and efficiencies across the portfolio, including synergies meeting their portfolio portfolio goals and objectives. Shares up just under 1% to $307.75. Although in complete contrast, James Hardy Industries cut its earning guidance after a 4.4% decline in global net sales to US $861 million in the third quarter amid challenging conditions. They said North America's new home construction market is slowing sharply and renovation activity is also slowing as rates rise. Shares down 4% to $30.40. Temple and Webster, well they had a shocker. They announced today that their first five weeks of the year their sales were down 7% and they will not pay a dividend. Shares fell a massive 26% to $3.62. I'm going to talk to Gary Mortimer about retail trends later on the show and about Temple and Webster and about maybe what your retail spending looks like at the moment. 131873. Linus Rare confirmed its wholly owned subsidiary Linus Malaysia has received approval from the Department of Atomic Energy to renew its operating license effective the 3rd of March for another three years with no change and shares had no change steady at $8.36. Shares in medical gloves and surgical suit company Ansel dropped to their lowest point since October last year and had their biggest daily plunge in more than a year after it's cut its profit guidance by a full year after saying that the painful COVID-19 correction has occurred and they still have too much stock on hand from the pandemic. Shares down more than 8% to $25.64. Scrap metal recycling company Sims, they reported a 60% decline in statutory profit amid challenging market conditions, including a labour shortage, but that was better than the market expected with shares up 7% to $15.72. And Star Entertainment, well, they hit a record low. They closed down 13% to $1.20. They fell more than 20% yesterday after they warned that they have to slash costs at the Sydney Casino following an earnings hit. They've had a blowout in legal and compliance costs, and they're also facing a looming tax increase. But to discuss all of that and plenty more that took place with the market today, I'm joined by Evan Lucas, Head of Strategy at InvestSmart. Good evening to you, Evan. 
Hello, Scott. How are you doing? Good. Are you getting your head around them at the moment? Like, oh, it's, it's, just, it's that time of year, isn't it? There's a lot going on, Evan. The big story of the day was CSL. And look, they're back on track with better expected profit and revenue. And the thing about CSL, and I was talking to some clients today, is that they're the third biggest company by market capitalisation, which means most Australians would have exposure to CSL via Australian Super, via BT, via Host Plus, because in their Australian share portfolio, they're the third biggest. But what did you think of the results today, Evan? So before I answer that, Scott, I'm going to just put this out there because I need to sort of disclose. My view on CSL is quite biased from the point of view that I actually believe CSL is probably the greatest company Australia has ever created. Wow. And that's, that is, I'm not trying to be you know overly dramatic there. It is a company that has absolutely high-end manufacturing, high-end intellectual property. It is an absolute global gorilla, and I think that's the correct term, and under... Paul Perrineau, who did obviously resign today, it's his final day on the job, delivering exactly what he was hoping to do. It has been an incredible tenure from 2013 today, 10 years in the job. He's taken it from being about a $50 company to what did it close today, Scott? $305 company. Yep, $305, yep. Yep, so all of that put together. So I want to put that out there before I answer that because – the result was very, very strong. It was above consensus, as you said, at 1.8 billion US dollars. Yep. Consensus had 1.76. What was more impressive, the bearing division, so the immunoglobulinism was better than expected, 11% increase, which is good to see. The thing that I'd been worried about with CSL over the last sort of probably 24 months was that they went away from piling money into their research and development department, which some people would go, well, why is that a problem? Well, for me... CSL is a massive growth company. They have invested incredibly well in themselves. And part of the reason they are as big as they are is that they keep finding ways to improve. And I was worried when they went away from that, they went down the acquisition route, that they would lose that ability to be the CSL that I had loved and still love over the last sort of 15 years. So they're back today. And I, look, the next thing to watch is Bifor. What and how it goes where it sits into the division, and, and then the synergies, if it works, and it looks like it will, you know, the, the synergies that could come with the Burring and Securius business across the Vifor business could be incredible. And so for me, I love the result, but it's the future story that I'm still very much in love with. Evan, That's a very biased view there. I do apologize. Evan, it is Valentine's Day. You said love six times. I'm going to go back and listen to the audio later and see if it was six. <laughs> it may have been seven. But we can feel the love you have for yeah. CSL. Yeah. And I'm it's, glad you put that appropriate general advice disclaimer on the back of that. Yeah. And it, look, it has. The business floated. And I'm going to just quote back mm-hmm. from when I was in early days. In the early 90s, at $2 something a share, and now it's 307 yeah. So for long-term investors who've been patient, they've done well. Now, those who may be losing their patience is James Hardy shareholders. Now... I think they either need to improve their forecasting or keep pace with demand, but they can't seem to do either at the moment. Where are they at, Evan? Okay, so today's update, which was a third quarter update, was, you're right, nothing short, and this is the correct term, of a shocker. In fact, surprisingly so bad that we had had an update in November, halfway through that quarter, to have such a big difference, 16% below consensus today, the downgrade to $610 million dollars, is 6% lower than the 23 expectations. That, that's an incredible downgrade. And you're right. Like, what's going on? Now, there is a silver lining to this. It does show that what is going on in the US with the US Federal Reserve, what's going on here in Australia with the RBA, is starting to take hold. They are telling you very clearly that yes. the demand level is moving away from what they expected. The soft results are much, much 
bigger than they expected. Home builder results, though, is the catch. So the catch here and why the market really didn't like it is that U.S. home builder results versus what James Hardy told you today aren't meeting up, which would suggest that not only are they seeing softer numbers because we know the market's soft, uh, softening, they're probably being outdone by competitors. And I think that needs to be put out there as well. So I agree with you. They, they they need to do something quick. They need to very much get their fibro cement business back up and running in a, in a way that you know makes them that market leader. But um, I actually also think there's the other part of it, which is that you should be seeing a James Hardy slow down. They're a bit of a canary in the coal mine to explain construction, where construction's going, and whether or not we are indeed slowing down like we should be because rates are getting higher. And value managers are certainly looking at them at the price they're at now because you know it's nearly twenty dollars off their highs from their dividend mm. point of view. Now I was intrigued, Evan, by. Ansel and Breville's results today. Both of them have overly stocked up on bits and pieces through COVID, whether it be masks and or whether it be microwaves. Shares down 8 and 4% respectively. Did they literally buy too much or think the pandemic and lockdowns were going to be longer than they were? So Ansel's the interesting one here for me in terms of answering that question. Yes, I do. I think Ansel was very much the belief that the the runway out of COVID would be a long period of time. The demand through 2020, 2021 for PPE materials for any form of hospitalization products was obviously astronomical. And we're probably expecting that kind of, like they, they were certainly telling us and forecasting that they would slow down 2022, 23. But the speed at which the pandemic unwound particularly in 2021 has been catching them off guard so this this news today i don't actually think is is actually anything new where they've been telling us this for probably about 18 months that they're still trying to wind down stock on hand that the stock on hand is is actually probably sitting there doing nothing and discounting is in so all of that takes into consideration what ansel has to have to tell you today again it's harder than expected that a eps eight percent below consensus that again shows that they're still got a long way to go looking into breville breville's the disappointment for Breville actually came in their uh, EMA division, so the European, Middle East, and uh, Africa division. It's a hard market. Let's let's put it out there very clearly. That's one of the you know the highest levels of inflation markets on the planet. They've got a very sluggish economy, and they're competing against some really big players over there in terms of that space. And they've never done overly well in EMA, and so I'm not surprised that the numbers aren't. Fantastic. They they weren't they weren't the end of the world. I mean, if you want to look at them compared to Ansel, they were better. Um, but again, it's 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 a business that is hard to get very excited about in the current environment, unfortunately. Now we've seen a few hits and misses, Evan, this week and last week. Tomorrow, a big day again. CBA, Fortescue, Cochlear, and Computer Share, amongst others, reporting. What can we expect there? What should we be looking for? And what do you think will be maybe a highlight and might be maybe a weak point? So the two, the first two that you announced are the ones I'll be watching. Again, CBA is always a one. You sort of not just look at it for the result, but also what it means for the broader economy and the broader market. You know, they do love to brag, and they should, that they almost one in two people in this country bank with CBA, about 46% of the country. So they are a micro, they're more than a microcosm. They are an absolute, you know, beacon mm. of what's going on in the are world. Are you expecting a five in front of the number, a five billion yes. number, half your number? So am I. Yes, yes. And I think that needs to be put out there very clearly. Yes. The other thing to, to, to ask the question there, Scott, is, what number is in front of the dividend? Like, mm. how big is it? Um, mm. Because net interest margins are clearly better. They're no doubt they have got some really decent numbers to show us tomorrow. And bad and doubtful debts, they've been telling us in their quarterly updates, is not ballooning yet. And the word there is yet. Correct. But 
I would say that they're going to be delivering something interesting. Fortescue is the other interesting one. You know, we were on the front foot about this last week. They are clearly having to start thinking about the future. That's Cost right. cutting is, is, is part of it. So that's what you want to look at Fortescue. Don't forget, they get haircuts. They're, you know, their various content isn't 62% like BHP and Rio. It's 55 and 58%. So they're not getting the, the top-end price that everybody sees on the spot of iron ore. They're getting a haircut on that price. And I feel that they're getting a bit pinched more than expected because China's opening, although it's there, hasn't really boomed like they were expecting. So watch FMG. They're going to tell you some operational costs are probably needing to come down. Mm. And the price of iron ore has also dropped marginally, but they've still made a lot of money along the way. Evan yes. Lucas from InvestSmart, thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. And enjoy your Valentine's Day with your CSL shares. Thanks very much, mate. I will indeed. Have a good day, Scott. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything more romantic than looking at your share portfolio on Valentine's Day. I think Evan Lucas is straight to his portfolio, CCSL.